Yeah. 
and I long to worship you. Yes, I long to worship you, my Lord, I long. is your porter is the owner of your days is the God of your grace is the God of your mercy just take a moment and bless his name he is your friend he is your brother is the one that seeks to be close to you and that means bringing his presence where you are manifesting his glory is the one that heals you is the one that delivers you is the one that lifts you is the one that makes a difference in your life is the one that sits you high with him he has blessed you with the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. He has saved you by His grace. He has given you a portion of His faith. He calls you son. He calls you daughter. He's the darling Lord. Oh, lovely Lord, we bless your name. You're altogether lovely, O oh God. Oh, how we bless your name this evening, O oh God. How we magnify your God. Oh, my friend, and you are my, my brother, brother, even though you are the king. So much more 
more time, you're my friend, my Lord. You're my friend, and you are my brother. for who you are, oh King of glory. We cannot comprehend the totality of who you are, oh King of glory. Father, when we look at one side and look at the other and the other, oh King of glory, we are overwhelmed, oh King of glory. And we say you are an awesome God, oh King of glory, an amazing God, oh King of glory. We look at one side and we see you are a friend and you are a brother, you are our father, you are our counselor, you are peace, you are our joy, you are our savior, you are maker, you are creator, my king of glory. What, oh God, what can we say about your king of glory? You're such an awesome God. How we long to worship in totality, oh king of glory. But you are the God that reveals yourself from glory to glory. What an amazing God. What an awesome God, oh God. How we long to worship you. How we pray that we shall always come. No matter the time of the day or the night, oh King of glory. To always bless your name and magnify your God. And Lord, we've come as a corporate body, oh God. This evening, O King of glory, and we bring our lives before your God. Our lives of worship and adoration, O God, and praise, O King of glory. For we know in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand, pleasures forevermore, King of glory. And right in your presence, we are made, O God, we are built and rebuilt, we are made and transformed, O King of glory, O God, Father. We are refocused, O God, we are empowered, O King of glory, O God. We encourage your God and directed, O King of glory. And Father, as we commune this evening, O King of glory, we ask you that you have your way. Deal with our lives, O King of glory. Magnify your own in our lives, O King of glory. Be glorified and exalted. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. God is a good God. God is a good God. Katonda Mulonji. should have continued in worship. What do you think? <laughs> He's our friend. Hallelujah. Amen. And when you get uh, you break that barrier of being comfortable with your friend and you can tell him anything. You can express yourself freely. That is a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. Worship stops to be a duty. Many times we see it as part of the program. And even uh, false expressions of worship. If they don't see me closing my eyes, they will sound I'm not worshipping. They don't see me kneeling down or raising my hands. Frowning my face to seem deep. They will say I'm not worshipping. Hallelujah. Oh, if I don't raise my voice so much. But if he's your friend. You can frown, you can laugh, you can smile. You can have a tear or two. You can jump. You can roll, you can prostrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That freeness to walk in the presence of the Lord. That freeness to interact with Him. Hallelujah. It's not that always we come when things are tough. It's not that we always come when things are tough. Hallelujah. Amen. There are times as seekers of God, we just come and bask in His presence. And at times, there are segments in your seeking, even in a moment you set aside. At one time, you're carrying a heavy burden. At another time, you, you, you find yourself, the burden is gone, you're bursting out in praise. And at one time, is teaching you something or revealing to you something. Another time is revealing a plan that he has. Hallelujah. Amen. So that freedom in the presence of the Lord is so important. That liberty. Hallelujah. Amen. The freedom can be misused, but that liberty is important. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, we are going up to midnight. Uh, you know these days we are used to democracy so most people are not agreeing Genesis chapter 1 Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 
In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth, of the waters. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was light and God saw the light that it was good and God divided the day from the sorry the light from the darkness and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and the evening and the morning were the first day God began on us on the journey of seeking Him. And not that we have not been seeking Him. But there are things that He wants to introduce this body to. There is a life that He wants to introduce us as a church too. And there is a life he wants to introduce us as a nation and nations too. So God is building some of us to be agents on dif- in different areas or at dis- different scopes. And I believe that's why he's pointing us even in this time to a man like Nehemiah. Who did a rebuilding? When you see the chapter 1 and chapter 2, there is a big contrast. Bible says that God who is perfect, who is holy, who does everything good and perfect created the heaven and the earth. So we ask ourselves, was the earth void without form? He who is light, do you create it with darkness all over it? What happened between chapter 1? verse 1 and chapter and verse 2. Many Bible scholars say that there is a number of years that really were there. And other people are saying that that is the time that when Satan uh, was thrown from heaven and, and there was a f- formless that came upon the earth. But we are not going to borrow any, any school of thought in this moment. But as we've been looking at looking at what was happening even in the days of Nehemiah he moved around the wall at night looking at the situation. Hallelujah. Amen. There had been an original wall which had been broken by both the Assyrians and the Babylonians and and other entities, small 
but those are the two major parties. Hallelujah. Amen. So we, he, he was seeing the rubble that was there. Hallelujah. Amen. So he was assessing the situation. Even in chapter 2 here, verse 2, they are talking about the state that was upon the earth. The lack of form. Can you get another mic, please? The void. Amen. And the darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So we are talking about prevailing situations. Things being in no particular order. There was no light. And therefore there was no vision. Because no one sees in the darkness. Praise the Lord. So God made sure that he brought light so that there would be vision so that every creation will be created when there is vision. Hallelujah. Some people are questioning now. Hallelujah. On the 2nd of July, that wonderful service that we had, the Lord, as Muzei was ministering up here, the number of things that the Lord was uh, opening my eyes to see and my ears to hear. But one of them, I saw a big glass slab. Hallelujah. But on top of this slab was uh, what do they call that? Augie. Yes. Hallelujah. There was algae. Oh, like, you know, seaweed. Some of you have eaten seaweed, but that kind of, you know, covering the entire slab. Not a big layer, a small layer, a thin layer. Hallelujah. Amen. And then I was seeing someone beginning to, to kind of wipe off uh, that algae. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Lord was giving me a message that what you see as the glass slab so transparent as it was or as it is is the vision hallelujah Amen. the vision for this place of course as time has gone on he has been expounding it it includes every other vision hallelujah Amen. and he said he wants us to build again on the glass slab and not on the algae Hallelujah. I'm going ahead of myself. But the algae was talking about he was talking about the systems that we've 
Hallelujah. God Himself made sure that in creation, light was the first thing that He created. You can imagine if He had created man on the first day. How many of us can endure darkness? You can endure darkness. God have mass upon you. In a place that is formless, you cannot say this is a room, this is a road, this is a tree, this is, there is nothing. There is emptiness. That means no food. There is no fish, there is no water. You can see. It is totally darkness. Hallelujah. But God always builds things upon vision. Hallelujah. The Bible says he made sure he put a distinction between light and darkness. Day and night. Praise the Lord. In other words, there is what is vision, what is visible and what is not. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are given visions so that we may be aligned to the will of God. And we can align that which is not in the will of God to the will of God. There is no man that God has given a vision where things are in God's perfect will. Where the heart of God is totally manifest. Where the desire of God is evident. Hallelujah. God will always give man where there is that which is in the heart of God, what is what God is purposing to put in line. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he gave day and night. So a day of a person, a family, a family, a ministry, a church, a nation is the time when that vision is to be conceived, nurtured, and brought into fruition. Hallelujah. Amen. My grandfather whose name I take or whose, whose name he gave me even though we have the same name we are not living in the same day 
Hallelujah. And I'm not leaving his vision. Even though there is that general family vision but that which is specific to me he cannot leave his day was it went and today I'm here use the word day not days day hallelujah hallelujah so as faith family church as latter glory ministries there was a day of conception or there was a time of conception we are in a time of nurturing and of course bearing some fruit but we are yet to see the full fruit praise the Lord hallelujah there has to be a light there has to be a vision that we are seeing clearly and every one of us knowing that vision and seeing it clearly. Hallelujah. Every one of us having a moment where we conceive it. Praise the Lord. It is true you have your personal vision and you have to seek God about it if you don't know your personal vision. As a family, you ought to have a vision and you have a vision from the Lord. Praise the Lord. But as a church and a ministry, there is a vision of God and it has to come when we know its day. That is the time we have to be conceiving it and we know it was conceived. But also you as an individual who has joined the church or the ministry at a certain time. There is need to have conception if you've not yet had it. And there is a part you play in the nurturing of the vision. And there is a part you play in, receive, in, in, in seeing the fruit, in the bearing of the fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 9. John chapter 9. These are the words of Jesus. After uh, healing that blind man. Verse 4 says. Let me begin from 3. Jesus answered. Neither has this man seen nor his parents. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. And he says verse 4. I might. I must work I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day the night comes when no man can work verse 5 as long as I'm in the world I am the light of the world hmm? Hallelujah. Amen. 
So Jesus is saying that I have a time called day in which I have to do the work of God. In other words, he's saying the vision that I read to you from the book of Isaiah in the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 18 where he says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. That vision and those works that are involved have a certain day in which I have to do that work. And it says, as long as I'm in this world, I am the light of the world. In other words, he's saying, as long as I'm here, I carry the vision of the world. I carry the, the, the vision of the whole earth. Hallelujah. Amen. And what was the vision? Bring forth the salvation. Bring forth the light of the kingdom. The light of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So he says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light. I carry the vision. Praise the Lord. In the previous verse, Jesus is arguing with the, with the Jews. Was yes. it arguing or trying to school them? Yes, we are He was trying to school them. Chapter 8, verse. Um, let me start from 52. Then say the Jews to him, Now we know that you have a devil. Abraham is dead. And the prophets, and you say, if, I, if a man keep my, if a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste death. You see how shallow they were when it came to eternal life and the author of it. And they're asking a question, are you greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets that are dead, who make you yourself? And Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like you. But I know him and keep his sayings. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Of course, they continue with the argument, you're not yet 50 years, and you say you've seen Abraham. And he continues to tell them, you know what, before Abraham was, I am. So they didn't know that the great I am was. And it was not the, the light, this light of the sun, all these red lights, no. He is the light himself. 
He has come as the vision now manifest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Abraham had seen the time of Jesus Christ. The day of Jesus Christ. He had seen the vision of Jesus. The great salvation of all the earth. He had seen the cross. Of course, people now eat down to, to, to where he met Melchizedek and gave him bread and wine. Of course, of course that was symbolic, more of the cross and the other things. But among things that, that Abraham saw, he saw Jesus bringing salvation on the earth. And he rejoiced because he knew his background. He knew he had, he had come from a, uh, a pagan uh, Family. He was seeing the nations around him. So what God gave Abraham was a foresight of the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Of the time of the vision of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Why? Because God had told him that through you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And I believe if they give you that, 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 that uh, kind of... of uh, of word, you'll have many questions. How? How? But God showed him the how. That through Jesus Christ, the seed. Hallelujah. So these guys wanted to stone Jesus. Because they were not seeing the reality of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. They didn't have that insight of what Abraham had foresighted. Now, a vision has three, three uh, phases or three parts. It has the hindsight, it has the insight, and it has the foresight. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you see almost every prophet that God spoke to, he first almost gave him a narration, at however brief it would be, yeah. a narration of had, what had happened before. That is a hindsight. And then gives him a narration of what is happening. And basing on what is going, what was and what is. He gives a forecast. Hallelujah. Amen. So there is a hindsight, there is an insight and there is a forecast. And that is, by the way, part of the prophetic ministry of which we have one of the graces upon our lives as a church, as the prophetic. Hallelujah. Amen. We are called to speak to the body. We are called to speak to the nations, including our nation, Uganda. Hallelujah. And by the way, one of my prayers and my burdens here is God will raise as many of us and and he shall send us to those villages, to those towns, to those we have our cities. We are now six, five to those cities that we have. Hallelujah. Amen. 
that God will raise a number of us to go to East Africa, West Africa, North Africa, South Africa, Central Africa. Hallelujah. Amen. That we shall cross the oceans, go to Europe, go to Asia. Hallelujah. For me, even if I come the next day and I find none of you here, and you are in the nations, I will say, God, this guy is warming up. That is wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But that is the vision that we have here. And it has to be clear. It has to be conceived. And we have to nurture it. So, God telling us to seek him. It is not that we are just we are just to you want, just want us to be righteous, pure, holy, strong, and then we just come here and we are speaking to each other in tongues and we understand with one another. I speak to Dr. Ruth Shakarabaha and she has understood what I'm saying and she, she speaks me back in tongues and also it is a wonderful experience, but what God wants of us is beyond that. Hallelujah. Amen. But Jesus says, as long as I'm in the, this world, I'm the light of the world. But again in Matthew chapter 5, he's saying, he's telling the disciples, you are the light of the world. What, what is he trying to say? Jesus was carrying the vision of the entire world. Hallelujah. But when it came to the 12, the 72, and the rest of us that have come and joined the flock of the Lord, God shares that vision among us. Hallelujah. God shares that vision among us. That's why when it comes to the gifts, he does not release all the gifts upon Peter. Hallelujah. The Bible says when he ascended on high, Ephesians chapter 4, he gave men gifts. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And all those gifts are tools he uses in accomplishing that single vision. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus was an apostle, he was a teacher, he was a pastor, he was yes, a prophet, he was an evangelist, he was a healer, he was a miracle worker, all those things. Hallelujah. Amen. But today when you find Joseph prophesying, again he might not be an evangelist. Though he might do some work of an evangelist, but it might not be the gift that God has given him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You might find Apostle Dennis doing the apostolic work and the prophetic work, but again he might not be so much into evangelism. Hallelujah. Amen. He might not even write so much about him as a teacher, though he teaches. But the those he has given to teach. Hallelujah. Amen. When Pastor Nyonyuton stands here to teach, oh my, you, you say teach until midnight, like we are going to do today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It is well. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. But we are all fulfilling that vision of God. We are now the light. We carry the vision of God collectively. Hallelujah. Amen. He gives faith family church. He gives us ministries. A vision. And he wants us to live that vision. Conceive it. Nurture it until we see the full fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What is going on today? Hallelujah. Amen. Are we seeking just to reach there? Are we somewhere? Where are we? Over the weekend, I had some moment to, to be before the Lord. Raising a number of things before him as he was leading. But one of the things I was raising before him was this ministry and the church. And as I was praying, he gives me this vision of thick fog some of you have driven around 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you know that thick fog. Or even not driving, but you know, you see it outside in some places. Some seasons. And there are some, of course, obstacles in there. And the Lord was saying, my spirit is hovering incubating faith family church and not a glory ministry and our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. But you see, the Holy Spirit was upon the waters but creation was not fully done yet. There was still a void. There was still formlessness. This darkness was still there. But the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So let me tell you this, that the spirit of the Lord is here. If he has granted you to feel his presence or to see his presence or sense his presence in any way, well and good. If he has not, believe. Because faith is your baseline. Hallelujah. Yeah. Faith is your baseline. No. Faith is your baseline. Whether you are young in the Lord or mature in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So the Lord is here. But there are certain things he wants to do and fulfill among us. Hallelujah. Amen. And one of the things he was telling me because of time. Uh, he was saying that my foundation in the ministry is intact and strong. The spirit of the Lord is present upon the ministry. But he took me to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. 
going to ask someone, uh, may we read for us First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10, and up to 15. Chapter 3, verse 10 to 15. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed who he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stumble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which, is, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If a man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet as by fire. Amen. Amen. The main part I wanted to bring out there the Lord has said that the foundation is firm, it is intact. The foundation of the Lord stands firm, having this seal, that the Lord knows his own. The Lord knows faith family church. The Lord knows what has been built here over years, even before this ministry came here. There is a foundation for the place and the foundation for the ministry. They stand intact and strong. But he says, but let every man take heed how he builds upon that foundation. Hallelujah. Amen. In the days of Nehemiah, they didn't dig the foundation again. No. But every man built their portion. When you, when you read chapter 3, you see how different people were building. But they had to build according to the standard of the Lord. And so what is God speaking to us? One of the things he's speaking to us is to be sensitive on how we are doing. Well, how we are building. When you're driving through that fog, that thick fog, even if you would have driven at 160 like my brother Kachimpa does in some places, because of the thick fog, you find yourself driving at 60 or much lower. Why? Because there are times you, you project your lights. Is it called projecting? Whether it is in dim or you have fog lights or you try full lights, 
You can't see even beyond 5 meters. And at times even beyond 2 meters. And you move trying to see that white line on the side or the yellow line in the middle. If you're on a tarmac road. Hallelujah. And you're being careful. Maybe there is a pothole or there is another incoming oncoming car. You have to be careful. Why? Anytime you might knock. Hallelujah. The road is there. It is it is clear, but you need to be careful how you're driving through. You have to be sensitive and being circumspect. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Not every way of building is of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Those guys had to remove the debris that was there. However much the foundation was there. You cannot build on the top of the debris. You cannot build on the top of the algae. You have to first do a clearing up. And even the time came when they, they were feeling tired, they were feeling well why there was a lot of rubbish or debris that was to be moved so that they continue building. Praise the Lord. And at times, God brings us to a time when there are things that have been there before. Yes, we, have, we, we know they have been there for 70 years. Meaning a long time. Maybe we came to Christianity and we thought that is the way things should go. But God brings us to a place where he wants to do to undo certain things so that he may establish something new. What is God trying to do? I'm trying to joke through because I don't want you to, to go back home late. One of the things God is doing, God wants to break the generational ceiling. God wants to break the generational seeding. On our lives as individuals, on our lives as, as families, on our lives as a church, on our lives as a nation. Take an example. This year, we've always known that homosexuality and all those things in that line. But they have been there in schools and different communities. But look at, at how this thing has become so prominent this year. And at one time we are seeing like the nation is going to crumble because of this vice. We remember that time. And as the church in the nation, we felt desperate, like we didn't know what to do. And things are heaping up. Just last week, the World Bank said they are cutting off, uh, they have been giving us loans. Have they also been giving us grants? Yes? Just loans. Because banks, banks give loan, grants 
No. Because the grant is more of a gift. Hallelujah. Amen. But imagine they are saying they are taking away the loans. That they are giving us which we have to pay. But all that is coming from Hallelujah. But as a nation, we have been used to getting money. We swindle some. We use some in the projects. And the rest, we don't know where it disappears. But we have to pay. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we of course, we've all come as a nation. Whether ministers, whether different leaders at different levels, that is the system we have inherited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But God wants to break this ceiling. That as a people we will see beyond that. Why? Because these are systems that have been built. Now I'm coming to systems. Hallelujah. These are systems that have been built in the nation which we know that if we do this and this and this, get money from here, from there, from there, from there, then the economy shall run. Now God is looking for a wise people. A people that are going to break the barrier like Solomon broke it. Solomon was not operating according to the economy of his father or his other, these other leaders that had come before. He was leading the nation at a different level. Politically, spiritually, at first. And when it came to wisdom, he was there. When it came to riches, he was there. Excellency, he was there. Hallelujah. But there had, there had been systems before that were doing well to some level. Hallelujah. But God is speaking to us today and he's saying the system we have been used to can no longer sustain us as a church, can no longer sustain us as this body, can no longer sustain us as a nation and Africa. By the way, you're going to... <laughs> You're going to see Africa take a stronger stand than you've seen before. It is, it is like a move. Hallelujah. Amen. But Africa have been standing like a person on one leg and having a crutch on another side. Now God wants to bring Africa to a place where we're standing on our both legs. And you're going to see it in some nation. Hallelujah. Amen. I know this message is going over the internet because we are ready. And I don't mind. What is going on in Niger is one of those things. And watch this space. Many nations are going to follow suit. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people don't watch news, don't listen to news. But it's okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We have had systems around us. And systems are built depending on what we value. Depending on what we see 
we see people, we see nature, we see things around us. A built on belief systems. On, on belief, sorry. How, what do we believe? What do we see happening and not happening? Hallelujah. Amen. Our attitudes, I'm just jogging through these things because of time. Our attitudes build up the different systems around us. When I look at each and every one of you, you have a system of life. The way I approach Dr. Ruth is not the same way I approach Joseph. It's not the same way I approach Mary, neither Dr. Faith. Why? Everyone, there is a belief system which has come, has come because there is a system around them or in their lives that has been built by their personality. What they value, what they the kind of attitude they have towards different things. Hallelujah. So these, these are from their personalities. They have formed their systems around them. And allow me to tell you sad news that not all that is built in your personality is good. That it can feed that vision of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of the things we built in our lives over time, or that things around us have built in our lives, are what have formed that algae around us. Praise the Lord. That the clarity of what God has put in our lives, put in the ministry, put in the nation, cannot be seen. So when we build, we build things that cannot stand. Some of the things cannot stand time. Cannot stand storms. Cannot break through the resistance. Or cannot stand against the other systems the world has set. Praise the Lord. And the Lord was speaking to me that the only way of breaking this breaking the systems around us in our lives, in ministry, in the nation, is through humility and brokenness. Many times when you talk about humility, we think about coming before God, oh Lord, I break before you, Lord, have mercy upon me, you shed a tear or two, and you say I've broken. Now God is demanding another level. Hallelujah. Amen. I see educated people here. And I will not point, I'll not point particularly. Imagine God coming today or bringing situations and every academic paper of yours is torn and the Lord tells you don't go back to the different schools you went to or institutions you went to or to the, to the education what? 
to seek those papers again. And even when you're filling your CV, don't say, I did this or this. How many of us can be comfortable with that? But look at that. Those papers are already part of your personality. Are part of who you are. When you see yourself, you see yourself the doctor, the lawyer, the manager. Hallelujah. And at times you're even offended when they don't call you by your title. Or when they don't see you in that criteria. Hallelujah. Amen. But when God, when he looks us at his vision, at his light, at his glass slab, he says paper A, B, C, D should not be there. The question is, if that is what is required to break the ceiling upon your life, upon your ministry, will you tear it? Or will you allow the Lord to, to take it away? Or you fight tooth and nail to see that it remains. You say, God, let your visions be there for me. I'd rather move known as engineer so and so. But Lord, you know, I spent 20 years in school. And now, no. Hallelujah. Amen. God might not do that. But that is the kind of extent he might want to go. Hallelujah. Amen. As a church, as a nation, as a church in Uganda and in Africa, we have a certain ceiling. There are those systems. There are those beliefs. There are those personalities that have been built over years. There are those pictures we've drawn roadmaps of our lives and ministries of our families that we've and when God says do this and it seems to be taking away from that system that you've said seems like it is rubbing away a certain phase of that roadmap you've made for your life you say Lord no and the sad thing is, how absurd mm. is we pray to consolidate our systems, not the system of God. Look at marriage. You spot a beautiful girl and you like your system, watch it. 
kali browni kali potebo kogero luzungu kalufuwa kasomako sikusomako kali ne bitabo byako bimara sebe bitaba bivuna luzungu so no keto lola no siba no saba oyagalachi so you plan first what you want oyagalaka potebo looking for that potable lady it's what you believe which your kids are abakaza abengiriwe bibazitowa mukama yebazibwe amen when you find the other one who is well endowed who has eaten the kaloa let me leave them to another gambo yokale kamulekira omulala hallelujah amen why that's what you value that's what you believe attitude yo checho Mukama bagama ne wali wo muduga voli wali. Si mwanvu mumpimpi wachitema. It's not that tall but na mukama ne de sa tunayenze ndi wano. God I don't want to look that side this is what I want. And you go for forty day fast. Genda no sibane nakwana. She's not obliging. You get, get 21. Funa inda rabili mulumu. Gane au I go for seven water. Ya kale kansi beyo musambu kumazi. Ah, no, she's refusing. She doesn't But you have enforced your system. And at the end of the day, what happens? You're knocking Pastor Andrew's office. Pastor, we need some counseling. You know, things at home are not good. And the man is there. He gives you all the verses in the Bible. Then he prays. You know, we go to him. He's a prayerful man. But why? The system you developed is draining your years and is keeping you under the ceiling. Faith family church. Faith family church. The kind of army God is raising here is a ceiling breaking army. The army God is raising here is a ceiling breaking army. Now you as an individual soldier allow him to break your systems. You know, for us Baganda, even though some of some people say some of us are not Baganda. Yeah, Baganda. But for us Baganda whom God modified well. <laughs> we have attitudes towards almost each and every other tribe in this nation. Abaganda kitufu. When they talk of a motoro, you know what to comment about a motoro. When they talk of a munyoro, you know what to comment about a munyoro. When they talk about a munyankore, you have. When they talk about a langi, you know what to say. When you talk about a musoga, you know what to say. Some things are true, but some are stereotypes. But they have been embedded in our systems as Uganda. 
Whereas Baganda, we have <laughs> tribes and please other tribes don't stone me. But yeah, we have a calling as Baganda to reach out to other tribes in Uganda. But if we don't deal with the systems that we have, the way we see Banyolo, Banyankole, Banyamu, let me give you an example. I hope there is no Munyarwanda here. If you're there, you take it in good heart. For us, we grew up knowing Banyarwanda, Abapakas. Hey. Hallelujah. You see, I'm even trying to learn their language. But let me tell you, for us who grew up, right from the villages where some of us lived for some time, even in the recent years, we know if you want cheap labor to work in your garden, matoke, coffee, and what? Whom do you get? Banyarwanda. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, we Baganda see Banyarwanda as over third class citizens. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But we don't know that Banyarwanda are our co-partners with Ugandans via revival. We saw that in the East African revival. Hallelujah. Amen. But if we Ugandans of Uganda don't break that ceiling, we can never see the full work that God does in our partnership with Rwanda. And even when they try to come up, they are like, how do they come to our level? We need to put them back. And so we are fighting, we are closing borders, and we think it is just political. It is spiritual. But God is telling us, you know what, there is a ceiling you need to break. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants to break the generational ceiling. Hallelujah. Paul says in, in, in Philippians chapter 3, he talks about his achievements, his background and his achievements. And he says, you know what? When I look at all that, I call it loss. I count it but dung. Why? For the excellence of the knowledge of Christ. Why? Why? There is always an excellence that a system produces. When you look at the Jews, they did not fulfill their purpose. They did not bring up the excellence of God who wants them to show. Hallelujah. And so God and so Paul looks at this and he says, You know what? Those systems cannot help me. The circumcision, all the being a Pharisee, being so zealous. No, it's not going to help me. What is going to bring out a higher level is the knowledge of Christ. So he sought a system, a system that is fueled by the faith of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Why? Because every system is fueled by a power. Is driven by power. 
It is either power from God, power from self, or power from any other entity. Praise the Lord. It may be demons or whatever. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And every system promotes and manifests the glory of the power that is driving it. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Paul wanted to show the excellence of the knowledge of God. Paul wanted to show the light of the knowledge of the gospel. And he knew he cannot base on the system of the Pharisees. He could not depend on just the life of the Jews. However much that's where Christ came from. But he says the spiritual is greater than this. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, God is telling us today, we need to break the ceiling, the generational ceiling. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know what you believe. I don't know what you see. I don't know what you hear. I don't know what has been embedded in your life. I don't know what kind of attitudes that you have towards people, towards the work of God, towards ministry, towards the nation. Those kind of attitudes. But the next level of brokenness, humility and surrender is calling for those systems to be put before God. You need to reach a place that no matter what you're called, you can put it down if the need is. Hard paper, eh? Hallelujah. Amen. Remember the Lord told us he's taking us on a long journey. So imagine things you've been building in your life or that have been built in your life since you were born. Until today here you are and the Lord starts to point at different things. How long would that take to undo those things? So that's why he's releasing his spirit that we may be sensitive enough to know what is to be broken. What is to be surrendered and broken? Hallelujah. Amen. The Spirit of the Lord is not here to rush us. You know, our system in the church has been I'm going to get this list of things, put it before God, and you say, God, only this year. We begin the year with New Year's resolution. That is another system to break, by the way. And we have this resolution. Not that you've sat before the Lord and told you I'm going to do ABCD. But you write down what and God, Work on them. 
you come January 15th January if not even begun <laughs> let me first you will see for today is your announcement <laughs> fuel my system sir <laughs> march this man is not seeing my list 21 days by the way, I've seen some people spend a night at church. The administration to help to allow me to be around for some few days. I'm setting apart this week. Not that someone is saying, Lord, what do you want to deal with? My list. Oh God. Hallelujah. You give all the conditions. All the references. Lord, you've not seen my sacrifice. Do you know why Paul was able to break through the ceiling to the Gentiles? That's what he said. Not because I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. Not because I'm circumcised on the eighth day. Not because I'm a Pharisee, I'm stricter than law. No. Not because I'm so zealous. He says, no. There is what I want to attain. Knowing that man is a better system. And when God saw that attitude, he saw a broken man. And he said, nations open up. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us know where Spain is? You see, some Amen. of us don't even know. With this even knowledge of today. But that man, the man was in Europe there. The guy was in Asia. And those were all Gentile nations. Why? He allowed the ceiling to be broken. He said he worked more than the other apostles. But the working was in the system of God. All the canings, the shipwrecks, the, all the things that happened to him. He was there. And he says, I'm the worst of sinners. Why? He was looking at the rottenness of his system. And he says, no. I'm a sinner. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The next level of surrender. The next level of humility is God dealing with that system of yours. On the day he deals with it, you will see where he sends you. You will see the things he will reveal to you. You will see the burdens he will be putting upon you. Not to discourage intercessors, but there are burdens you have not yet carried. Some of you are carrying 10 kilograms, but your capacity is to carry 1,000 kilograms worth of burdens. Hallelujah. But God cannot give that to you until the system is broken. God assigns you 
according to the level of surrender and brokenness. For me, I don't mind whether you've been in a 40-day fast and you're in your 28th day and you've been enforcing, reinforcing, pushing your system. So for me, even if you are, you begin eating today, I have no problem. Unless you're saying, okay, the 29th day, I'm beginning to surrender my system. Let them be broken. Look at the revivals in Uganda. Read about the revivals that happened before. If you've never read the, 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 the God's journals, especially the first edition that came out, read it. Everything that stopped or that stood in the way of those revivals was the human element. It was never on God's side. It was up to do with the systems of men. Some of them it was to do with the systems of, of, of their personal lives. To, to some it was financial. To some it was marriage. To some it was power. They wanted to, to rule over everyone and everything and other things. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. What system is there? in your life. Hallelujah. Breaking the generational ceiling. May we stand up on our feet. Let me spare you the midnight hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This week I want us to take a reflection upon our lives. Look not in a rushing way, just as like driving through that fog with the spirit of the Lord present in our lives. Present in, in, in this ministry. Hallelujah. So thick. Let's not even just ask for miracles. We are, we are sons and daughters. He will feed us. He will take care of us. And that I'm sure. Hallelujah. But look in the system of your life. Look in the system of your life. One man of God I know who has tried to break that ceiling according to the calling of God upon this nation. Reached to a time and God told him to surrender everything and he surrendered everything. And he thought he was done. Until the Lord told him, you've not surrendered. And the Lord and he said, Lord, I've surrendered everything. And God told him, give me your name. Give me your name. And he said, Lord, I've given you my name. And you know what a name represents. And today, there have been sagas around the man of God, sagas in quotes for those online. But you hear it today, that even if it comes out in the newspaper tomorrow, it will not go beyond that day. Why? The man surrendered the system of his life. The man surrendered his name. 
Today, even if you talk about him, he's a powerful man in this nation and in the nation. But he never moves with a single bodyguard. At times, he even drives himself. Most of the times, he's with, he's with his driver and his personal assistant. And none of them has uh, military training. He's working on the system of God. Now, some of you are, are like, when I get to this level, I will need some bodyguard when I'm preaching, the one is standing there, watching the doors. No. And he stands in big meetings. He has the phone number of the president himself, the first lady and many people around the, the, the office of the president. He can summon some ministers just with a single call. He has no bodyguard. Some of you know that man of God. Mentioned. Mentioned. But he surrendered his system. This time. This week. Weekend. This season. As the Spirit of the Lord is brooding over this house, over our lives, let us sensitively and carefully surrender our systems. Let Him deal with our systems. Just take a minute or two. Just tell Him, Lord, I've heard this message. Just ask him for the grace to surrender the system. Because we're not going to do that total work here. It will be you with the Lord. The things have grown up with you. The things have been worked up in you. Hallelujah. Father, we stand in your house this evening. You want to deal with the systems of our lives. But Lord, we know it takes grace. It takes the will. It takes a resolve, O King of Glory. It takes my King of Glory, spiritual strength, O King of Glory. And as your word says that we should seek your face and seek your strength, O God. Father, we seek your strength today for the willingness, O God, and the determination to release the systems of our lives, of our families, O oh God, of this ministry, of this nation, O oh King of Glory. We pray for that determination, my King of Glory, that, Lord, we shall be able to break that ceiling, my God, of our individual lives, of our families, O oh God, over this ministry, over this nation, over this generation. In the name of Jesus, my King of Glory. Father, I pray that you give us the grace give us the grace give us the determination and the strength of god we surrender this time we surrender this season we surrender this week of oh god and the days ahead of us my god father 
as even we prepare to cross over into the next month, my King of glory. That, Lord, my God, we shall not cross over into the next month, O King of glory, with these systems reigning. But, Lord, there will be a crumbling, my King of glory, with that which has to crumble, a breaking of that which has to break, my King of glory. And only that which you want to stand will stand, O King of glory. For that's what you want to sharpen. That's what you want to build. That's what you want to energize. That's what you want, my King of glory, to make so my King of glory full of vitality, your King of glory, to break through a God, every limitation, my Master God. In the name of Jesus, your God, Father. Oh Lord, my God, I hear you say, let not Africa lose this chance. Let not my people lose this opportunity, oh King of glory. Father, we ask you, help us, my God, Father, to embrace this opportunity, oh King of glory, Jehovah, God, Father, that nations in Africa shall take their stand, my God, Father, even through policy, my God, shall take a stand, my King of glory, that the systems of God, of oppression, the systems of limitation, shall be broken, my King of glory, in the name of Jesus, deal with every belief in us, deal, deal, deal with every value, my King of glory, valuing of, oh King of glory, of lives, oh King of glory, of things, oh God, in our lives, oh God, deal with every attitude, oh God, to the glory of your name, my Father, Father, Lord, here we are, oh God, have your way in us, O King of glory. Father, we surrender this to your church, my God, Father. As you've brought us to this season, O God, Father, that the rebuilding will be of you to the glory of your name, my Father. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is speaking to us as Africa. The Lord is speaking to us as Uganda. The Lord is speaking to us as a church that we should not miss this opportunity. We should not miss this chance that he has given us. Allow him to break whatever has to be broken in in your system, in your personality. Any attitude you want to break, let him break it. And we are going to see Jerusalem become a praise. May God bless you. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all now and forevermore. Amen. We shall be here tomorrow. We shall be here tomorrow at 6. Hallelujah. Amen. But don't wait for that 6 o'clock. Deal with those systems. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Shalom.